When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. I'm Marissa. And I'm Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Remember I said I was going to try to do that more often? Yes. Welcome. Yeah. To the Marissa Jackie show. I feel like that's what a theme song would <laughs> So what, what's new there? Schmucky? Schnookums? <laughs> well, sh- well, sugar tits. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's the month of February now. It is. Ooh. And instead of, you know, being a little traditional with Valentine's Day, um, we decided to do something super different for us. We, we did. And I'm super excited because we are actually diving into one of my many uh, fortes here tonight. And we're getting our psych groove on. Um, and we are going, yeah. And, and I'm excited because I got to tell you, it's rare that I let my two worlds collide. So here yeah. they go. My academic, uh, teacher self is colliding with my Jersey Ghouls, Marissa self tonight. It's like my, it and my ego are going to clash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should stress, obviously we are going to talk about some psychological stuff, but you know, it, this is all for fun. For fun, yeah. This yeah, is all we are funsies. not. We are not doctors. We are not scientists. I'm not a psych a psychologist. I just play one on TV and have a degree that says I am. Yes. Um, but I don't trust either of those things. <laughs> uh, they're just paper. Yeah. Um, and I certainly and like I'll give I'll give the same speech I give to my students when we talk personality, which is what we're going to dive into tonight. It's all it, it every personality. There's no good personality versus bad personality. There's no winning here. There's just differences, and it's important to remember that because our personalities are who we are right I mean it is so it is and for as as similar as you and I are sometimes we're also completely different <laughs> it's so, so we are diving into the Myers-Briggs what's the official is it the Myers-Briggs the, so it's the Myers-Briggs type indicator type and indicator. It, yep and it is a personality assessment um, that is one of a many, many, many personality assessments. However, it's probably one of the most prominent and most popular ones. Um, there's a child's version. Version. There's um, versions for criminality. There's there's a lot of different uh, kind of deviations on it. But this is one of the OG, really founding uh, personality tests that has seemed to kind of 
stuck with us for a while. So, um, yeah. So just, just a quick, can I, can I wax some, can I drop some psych knowledge on you? Do it. Um, I'm ready. So your personality by, for, in a very simple definition is basically like the characteristic patterns of thinking that are your norms, right? How you feel and how you act on a daily basis stems from your personality. And it's how you tend to interpret the world. And it's very ingrained in who you are. And whether it's nature or nurture or a perfect mix of both, your personality is something that stays relatively stasis through your life and stays stable and kind of why I personally buy into Myers-Briggs more than any other personality battery tests is because no matter when I take it, no matter how I take it, I get the exact same results every time. Um, and I completely agree with my results, to be honest with you. But I, I think it would be it would be silly not to just very quickly remind everybody that, you know, these this this test really is thanks to the work of Carl Jung and, and all of the uh you know, psychologists who came before him and did all this work on what it means to have a personality. So the two big ones for me are Maslow. Maslow has, of course, the hierarchy of needs, but in regards to personality, he believed that we are all just on a quest to realize our best selves and that our personality is built to find our best self. The yeah. other big person was Carl Rogers, who on the flip side was like, well, our personalities are actually an offset of our our, our our journey to love. Like our personality is built around this idea that we just want to be loved and however we get love is how we, we mold our personality, right? Um, and again, of course, we can go into all the other theories, whether it's Freud and that our personalities are driven by our, our subconscious desires for sex and aggression or any of the other myriad of things out there. Um, Isabella Briggs and Catherine Cook Myers come along and they say, you know what? We know that personality is a thing. And Carl Jung did all this work with types, right? He kind of coined introvert, extrovert, all that good jazz. So they took what he built and they basically created this battery, this assessment. And as you, as you, I'm sure know, what makes for a good assessment is reliability, is validity, is the ability to consistently get the same results. And again, that's why I think this test stands out and is one of the quickest ones that, you know, therapists will turn to when looking, you know, at clients and hoping to learn more about clients. For the record, I don't, when I'm doing a clinical therapy, I don't give Myers-Briggs personality tests right away. Um, I have given them, but I find that, especially because I work mostly with teenagers and kids, I like to gain my access to their personality in a very individualized way. Mm -hmm. um, but I could see in circumstances where this would be extraordinarily helpful data to have. So for the record, it's a very well-respected test. And even though we're putzing around with it tonight for shits and giggles, it's a uh, it's one that I would recommend if you're kind of curious to see where you fall on the Myers-Briggs scale. So yeah, so with that being said, Jackie, now, let's, now it's the fun part. Well, I, I guess it we would be remiss to not just very quickly explain how the test works. Basically, there's four categories, okay? And we call them the four dichotomies. And you are either one or the other, traditionally speaking. Now, some people like, actually, I'm a good example of that. In one of the categories, I'm like literally right smack in the middle. So sometimes I go one way, sometimes I go the other, which is fun. And that can happen. But for the most part, you will have one of the two dichotomies in each of the four categories be very powerful over the other. So mm -hmm. the four categories are, of course, the first one, which is extroversion versus introversion. And don't make the mistake here of assuming this has to do with like, do I like to be around other people or am I 
I just yeah. super shy? It's more about where we get our energy. How are we restored as human beings, right? Like, do you find yourself when you're stressed out craving solace and silence or do you find yourself craving your friends and snuggles? Information, how we process and gather information is the second of the, the big ones. And that's either you're going to be a sensing person or an intuition person. Okay. Um, the third one is how you make decisions. Do you make decisions based on pure logic, which is the thinking side of the scale, or do you make decisions based purely on feeling? Um, and if I had to bet money, this is where you and I are going to depart ways in our personalities. Um, and finally, <laughs> and finally, the last one is what we would consider the lifestyle dichotomy. Um, or do you go through life gathering information and kind of understanding the world around you and perceiving the world based on judgment? which is basically like judging people, like you, you you tend to think, okay, this is, you find order in the world. Like you wanna just A plus B equals C. Or are you someone who's more perceptive, which means you're a little more flexible and you're a little more spontaneous. Like your lifestyle is a little more loosey goosey. Whereas mm -hmm. someone who's in the more judging category, it's not that you're a judgmental person per se, you're just very critical of, you want a process and a set way to get through every day. And that's the other big difference there. Okay. Yeah. Now, statistically speaking, there are two or three personality types that are the most common. Um, I am neither of those. And I'm curious to see if you are. So we don't know what each other are. We, Marissa brought up a good point the other night and said, don't tell me what you are. I'm not telling you what I am. Uh, we also wanted to start this by, we're going to try to guess. She's yes, going to guess. Are. And she thinks she has me like spot on. And I think I have her. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I cheated a little. I wrote down what I instinctively thought. Oh. And then I read a few more. And then I wrote down my maybe. But okay. I'm gonna, I'll give you my, I'll go with my gut instinct. All right. Okay. I'm going to go with my gut too. I didn't okay. like overanalyze it. I tried to just right. write down for the four. So obviously there's 16 different variation of personality that you can be. So we have like a very small chance of getting it right, but we're going to go category by category. So I'm going to say you are extroverted. That is correct. All right. What'd you get for me? I got introverted. Correct. Okay. Um, although to be fair, this is the category where it's like 60, 40 for me. Oh All yeah. Categories are like 90, 10. Like well, okay. So I did not take the official Myers-Briggs oh, okay. because when I looked it up, it's like the official one's like 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I knew for school that you'd be able to. So what I did, was oh, I, I, I feel online. bad. I could have given you a copy. No, that's okay. What I did is I went online and I like Googled free Myers-Briggs and I took three different tests from okay. three different websites oh, wow. and got the same exact result every single time. Yep. The very first website I went to actually did give me information as far as your percent of one way or the other. So for, yeah, for, for this first one, this one was, yeah, pretty obvious. I was, uh, 73%, uh, extroverted 27 introvert. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. I had yeah. you down as an E. That one was easy. This yeah. next one I struggled with for you. Okay. And this one for me is literally 90, 10. Um, this, this next one. Oh no, this one isn't the closest for me, but yeah. Okay. So what do you think? So we've got E for me, I for you. Yeah. Um, or although again, I, I will on occasion get the E because I'm so close to 50, 50 mm -hmm. on that one, which makes sense. Cause I think I do crave both. Yeah. Um, the rest of these are like a landslide. Like I'm just so purely one. <laughs> it's not even funny. I'm going to go sensing for you. For me. Uh, correct. Yeah. Two for two, baby. Um, um, for, so with my instinct guess on you, I also went for sensing. 
now no. I am strong intuition. Like See, my 90%. other one, my other one had intuition, and oh, that, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so. Okay. So it, it's basically like the way I look at it is you are very much you take things at face value, whereas I overanalyze the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This one for me, this one was kind of close. Uh, yeah, the, I could see. I that was fifty six percent sensing, forty four percent intuition. Wow. Okay, that was cool. A lot. I'm literally ninety ten. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's funny because the last three letters for me have never changed and never will. All right. Thinking or feeling? I'm going to go with you as thinking. Nope. You're feeling? I'm feeling, but uh, this was my close. closest one. Gotta be close. 49% thinking, 51% feeling. See, that's barely your yeah. right. So you could go either way here. Yeah. So like if your data came back as that for me, I would actually have you down as like, uh, ES. F or T. Like I would put right. you in both categories. Yeah. Um, because that's why I wind up both in the extrovert and the introvert category with the um and I'm and I am of course which one would you think I am? I said feeling. All day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All day. And that I on am... both my guess, uh, my instinct guess and my yeah. logical guess. This I one have might as well be a hundred percent because yeah. I this is me to a T. Like I am a I, I, as it's funny too because a lot of times feeling it like people perceive me as very standoffish and assertive and but the truth of the matter is I am a, a nervous Nelly and a peacekeeper at heart and I also mm -hmm. am a feelings person at heart I mean I you know me I have a lot of feelings and you I'm surprised that you edged out feeling because you are my rational like yeah. moral like my you're my thinker like I I'm 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 not shocked that it's very close for you on that one mm -hmm. all right so I'm gonna put you at a t slash f for that one okay because I think you can go either way on that one so est or, yes. I'll tell you that's the only one that had me that close though because I, I an, believe it another the website easy. the last website that I went to didn't have any of those figures the second website didn't give you the this side and this side it just gave you your most prominent and on that one with the um the thinking feeling mm -hmm. um only had me at 25% feeling interesting and 75% yeah. the other way but like I said all three websites gave me the same exact result. So wow, that's funny. Yeah. See, I don't know. I I, I always had you I had you per, per, like pegged as a thinking person. Yeah. All right. So the last category, judging or perceiving. You are a perceiver. You're a judger? You're a judge. I'm a judger. I'm, I'm a everything judge. in its place. I'm I need the exact instruction on how to do it. I will do it the same way that it's been done for 30 years cuz that's, that's so the way funny. that works and yeah, I I am and all three test results gave me an ESFJ. That's so funny. All right, yep. so you're an ESFJ, I am an INFJ. Okay, that Oh my god. See, that was my that was my educated one. Oh my this god, you had my, an my my intuition was an ISFP, but when I went through and read stuff, INFJ, you got me. You got me. Yeah. There you go. I had so you I go. had you two letters off. I had you as uh, I had you as E, uh, S, I got right. And then I had you as T uh, and then, uh, uh, P. So I would, yeah, I was too okay. long. Um, it's funny too, because like, if I were to say which of the two of us is more spontaneous and more likely to like roll with the punches, it's you. Like, I feel like I'm so 
uptight compared to you. <laughs> but when I look at the judge, like the description for judging, you're right. That is you. Cause you are, you're very goal oriented. I'm, and I'm a creature of habit. Um, I'm an upholder of tradition, <laughs> you know, the, like if the fact that like, you know, and I think this is something for both of us, the fact that like we have notebooks of handwritten notes for all of these movies and things like that. I'm a list maker. You know, I do Thanksgiving. I make Thanksgiving every year for my family and have been doing so for 11 years now. And I always make the same exact thing. There is hardly any variation, yet I still make a list. And I make my first list of the menu. I make my second list of the grocery store with five different categories of what store I'm going to. Oh my gosh, I make my funny. list of what I'm making on Wednesday, what has to be made day of, what my mom has already made. Like, so that, to me, that was a no-brainer. Like I said, the first website that I went to had given me 37, 37% perceiving, 63% judging. So ESFJ, right? ESFJ. So you are, so there's a lot of ways that people kind of label these, and this is where it gets kind of fun. Uh, the one that I like is, is an ESFJ is mostly known as the helper. So mm -hmm. your description is warm-hearted, conscientious, and cooperative. You want harmony in the environment and you work to establish it. Like to work with people to complete tasks, but it must be accurate and on time. You are loyal, sometimes to a fault. Um, you follow through with everything. You notice other people's needs in their day-to-day -day lives. That's very true. You do, because I'm oblivious and you do. <laughs> You're always like, oh, Shmoopy Bear, how are you today? And I'm always like, why, why are you asking me that? Um, and uh, you want to be appreciated for who you are. And I appreciate you for who you are, for the yeah. record. You are a delight. Um, I, INFNF, am the mystic. <laughs> I seek meaning and connection with ideas and relationships. I am material materialistic. I want to understand what motivates people, but I often ignore their needs. I am conscious. Yep. Yeah accurate i am conscientious and committed to my values in a firm and unrelenting way and i develop a clear vision about how to serve the common good and become fixated on it i am organized and decisive in implementing my visions yeah, yeah. that's me bro yeah. and that's <laughs> my marissa yeah i am and it's a good thing i got you take care of me because otherwise i'd be a hot mess now um it's funny because i looked up jobs that we should both be doing and guess what my first two were teacher what, and counselor oh. <laughs> audience you can't see my surprise face oh my god teacher and counselor do you know what you got though what did i get you got like doctor mm -hmm. ceo which mm -hmm. ps ceo is also the most common job for a psychopath so. i was gonna say yeah <laughs> i read that book i know that what's the john ron johnson john ronson whatever yeah, his name yeah. is yeah the psychopath next door yeah. whatever it's called yeah i'm impressed yeah, yeah i teach that class i took teach that book too um, I love that audiobook because the guy that wrote it did the voiceover for the audiobook and he floods my basement. Really? Huh. He's got such a nice, he's got like this thick English oh, UK yeah. accent. It's, it's oh, yeah. Anyway. Talk, talk, <laughs> tell me more. Any, anywho, um, so you might be wondering what this has to do with horror. And I think this is where we can have some fun with this because yes. what, and I got to give Jackie, this was a great idea for an episode because not only do I feel like we're letting people behind the curtain and like giving a little bit of ourselves away here um, I, because I, I don't think I come off as an introvert, it, which is what always makes me giggle. And again, I think it's important to remember it's not just that traditional like introverts are shy. Yeah, you're not like, like you're a shy little wallflower. No, yeah, I am so the much, furthest yeah, thing. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, no, that's not what that's not what this means in the sense of this 
personality no, not at all. You know, but, test. But I will say it, it makes sense because I got to say one of the most tra- taxing things about both of my careers, both as a counselor and a teacher, is that I, by the end of the day, I just want to be left the fuck alone. Like I have zero left for anyone and like I can only tolerate the people I love in in my most real sense and it's almost ironic that someone like me is a teacher because it is so taxing to me to be social and outward you know like that like I need to always be very cognizant of how hard it is for me to do my career well and I think that there's no better example of you know your introvert to my extrovert is, is to when we go to conventions because my oh favorite my thing, the thing I thrive on is standing at the table and talking to people and calling people out and saying, hey, come over, come spin the wheel, come talk to me. And, you know, that t- like I thrive in that. I'm like the, I'm like the, what is it? The, uh, the barker at the circus. Like you I are, you're so good. In. Like yeah. I love doing that. And I know that that is one of your least favorite things to do at a convention. Oh, it's not just my least favorite thing to do in conventions. It's my least favorite thing to do, period. If I could be at a con and not talk to a single stranger, but also network simultaneously, yes. I'd be the happiest bitch in the world. You gotta because- figure out. If only I could like mind meld people as they walk by, decide if they're worth networking and then just, just either way, <laughs> because I really, 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 really hate it. And that's not to say that I don't adore all of the people who are listening to this yeah. because they met us at a con and that's not to say I don't adore our con fans because I do something fierce yeah. but you know me you have to drive me kicking and screaming into making I new do. friends you really do yeah. like even like and I'm gonna give a shout out to, to my friend Katie here um mm-hmm. she uh, you were like go befriend go find <laughs> a friend like you have to like push me out of the nest yeah that's true because of because of you know we met Zach and Katie because yep. they walked up to the booth and it was just one of those and she's luckily extroverted Lit. too yeah. yeah yeah it just it absolutely worked like you do we've met so many amazing, amazing people a ton people of cool friends it, you know? but yeah I, I can I mean I don't know I was gonna say I guess I can imagine it's tough to just kind of be like hey room room full of strangers come talk but that's that's not me me I walk into a room full of strangers give me about 10 15 Ugh. minutes I'm like you're my best friend and you're my best friend no room full of strangers is a goddamn nightmare I will go out of my way to avoid rooms full of strangers if I can it's a marvel I have any friends at all um <laughs> so would you like to hear your weaknesses as a person with the ESFJ personality uh yeah that I have none sweet guy yeah perfect <laughs> Um, you are react you are too quick to react in situations that would be better dealt with with calmness you are absorbed in your own self. Uh-huh. You are dismissive of others' perceptions of you. You are. You don't give a fuck uh-huh. what anybody thinks. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I gotta. I disagree with the first one because I. I don't think I I'm think reactive. you're very rational. No, I think I'm, I'm pretty reactive. rational with yeah. that one. Yeah, um, but the other two, I agree with hundred yeah. percent. And you are constantly. This is interesting because I don't know if this is true of you or not. You're constantly concerned with how the world perceives themselves and the like, how others perceive the world. Which I never give two shits for other people. Yeah, that's truly not a thought that like I am concerned with how someone else thinks about the world. Yeah, that's not one that's that's really crossed my mind before. This also says you're a follower. I'm a, a, which no, you kind of are a little bit though. Like you're not the one to take the lead in in any given moment. Like if we're in a group and everybody's like, what does everybody want for dinner? You're not going to be the one who's like, I'm going to get a fucking pizza. I'm going to fucking blow this place up. Whereas I'm like, I won't eat this, 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 or this. Like you're just go with the flow. So I do agree with that in that way. Yeah. Um, so, so anywho, um, 
yeah so those are our personality types now let's more importantly let's see all of the Wait, fun things what are your weaknesses as a person oh I you didn't please. do yours i have so many weaknesses <laughs> and i feel like anybody who listens to this podcast well has already made up their mind about that uh let me find myself i am infj INFJ. So I, I always am. It's funny because I'm always so torn about whether or not to do this with my students because sometimes they really don't take their their answer well. Like it's interesting. Right. Like a lot of I, I've gotten to the point with with especially like the more basic uh, psych classes where I'm just like, here it is. If you want to take it, take it. That's on you. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's like I give my, the are you a psychopath test to my criminal justice class. They actually this week they're doing it. And I always get so nervous because I have had true psychopaths in my class before and I've actually not done the test because of it Mm -hmm. but I because of the whole like remote like barely I barely know my students this year which breaks my heart to say out loud but I don't know them the way I usually would like by February I know them like I know like almost obnoxiously well now I'm like well there could well be a psychopath in this room and I have no clue um so my big my uh I don't take criticism well that's weird I don't really I'm I'm, I love criticism (laughs) no you're right I am a hot mess when people criticize me I have unachievably high expectations for myself and others I do I expect the world from you yeah I expect the world of you and if you can't deliver it then I'm not interested um I am very sensitive what That's, that's just wrong no, they don't know you I don't have all. any fear how dare they they don't know I strongly dislike criticism and conflict and I cannot tolerate disharmony <laughs> true. oh my god it's like the book of my life <laughs> I start losing confidence and become unhappy easily oh my god seriously this is like this is really like the, the chicken soup for Marissa's soul <laughs> I'm a perfectionist and I always wonder whether or not I've lived up to my full potential. Actually, the answer is no. I've never once lived up to my full potential. So at least I know that one check. Um, No, it's so true. I never feel like I'm living up to my full potential and I do not believe in compromise. What? They must be out of their birds. How dare they? (laughs) That's damn shitty. How do you you put up with me? Well, you see, that's why our personalities were very different, but we we complement each other. We do. We do. This this literally has a how to work successfully with this person. Like, it's like a warning list. It's like, here's how to deal with this bitch. Do not criticize her directly. Be open and honest. Do offer feedback in a meaningful way and be supportive. Obviously, I'm just the fucking diva of the group. Like, Jesus. Just just give her tacos and touch her butt. (laughs) <laughs> actually yeah that's both of those things maybe that's, some that's what i do that's what i do that's how i <laughs> deal with my I infj over here <laughs> you really do my infj. You know what? it works it works yeah. you're my um, little sweet baby infj jesus this is so much worse than yours was what the fuck what did you say in the beginning there's no right or wrong <laughs> there's no right or- <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk horror okay how- yeah so let's do the big horror tie-in now okay so i'd like to start with uh, what would happen to us in a horror movie? <laughs> okay. horror. Do you have that one too? Uh, is that the one from Thought Catalog? Yes, you that's the one you, you Yeah, let's do you first. The ESFJ dies protecting their IN. It might as well say dies protecting Marissa. Um, <laughs> when everyone else thinks he's the killer. Everyone knows that all movie moms are ESFJs. You are a movie mom. <laughs> Not a movie. Yes, you are. You would die. You would take, you would take a bullet for me in a heartbeat. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Fine, that's I'm what I'm saying. Like, you're, whereas I'd be like, Jackie, um, I really love you. You know that, right? But then I'd be like, a <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. Never I never forget you. <laughs> At least I know this about myself, though, right? I don't know if that makes it worse or better. Although, to be fair, I, I, that was, hey, I let you go. <laughs> I didn't kill you when I had the chance. Um, I think that speaks volumes to my, okay. to All my right. generosity. So what's going to happen to you? The <laughs> INFJ fares surprisingly well in the horror movie uh, until the story needs a martyr. <laughs> and then the INFJ is volunteering themselves to die faster than Katniss Everdeen at the Hunger Games reaping. And you, you want to know, like, the, the truth of the matter there is that I do have really bad martyrdom syndrome. Yeah. Like, where I'm like, guys, look at me. I'm so generous. <laughs> like, deep down in my heart of hearts, I know that I will volunteer as tribute, but that I want everybody to, like, talk about how amazing I was for volunteering as yeah. tribute. And if I could get out of it, too, great. <laughs> yeah, even better. Even better. <laughs> Again, Jackie, come here. Push. <laughs> I'll be like, when I said I volunteered, I meant Jackie. (laughs) I volunteer for Jackie as tribute. Okay. Um, I agree with that. I think I am. I do have like hero martyr syndrome. Okay. And I do agree that you would, you would take a bullet for people. I know you don't. Now, another one I found, I don't know if you found this one too, is which horror movie you should watch, right? That was the one that was the original one. Let me see yours. Let me see if I agree. Which I'm going to say, I don't agree with this. Well, you don't. I do, but I don't. Uh, Where am I? I didn't agree with mine either. All right, read yours while we look for mine. So mine, I don't agree with this. Mine is The Conjuring. And you know, I don't need, I barely even like that movie. The Conjuring, uh, people who fit the IF, INFJ or insightful visionary framebook would really like this horror movie. This means you have a big imagination, which would definitely be necessary because otherwise you might be a skeptic. That's actually fair because when we watch these movies, I'm like, this could totally happen. And you're like, that's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Um, You're someone who motivates others and seeks meaning. So you would be really interested in the supernatural. Actually, with that description, I didn't read that. I just saw The Conjuring and rolled my eyes. That actually kind of makes sense for me. Okay, so I I found mine. So ESFJ, the horror movie that I should watch is The Ring. (laughs) You got screwed over with only one sentence, too. I do. ESFJs, or supportive contributors who are sympathetic and organized and cooperative, should watch The Ring the next time they want a horror movie to check out. I mean, I like The Ring. The Ring's perfectly fine. I don't know that that makes sense to me, but okay, I'll, you know, I I get it. So this has five movies that you will love because you're an ESFJ. Uh, Yeah, I have that one too. I need to, we also need to pull up that same article for yours. Oh, I didn't even think to, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the, that's another Screen Rant one, right? Yeah. Yeah, let me. You know what? It's so true for you too, because the two big hate ones are Hereditary and Mother, and you probably have not even seen Mother, but you would hate it. No, I'm not going to even bother with Mother. Let me look up yours as well. Uh... (laughs) And then your other hate is Us, which you didn't hate Us. No, I don't. See, I don't agree. So let me go. We'll go since I I have mine up right now. So I don't agree with this. So it's five movies that an E, five horror movies that an ESFJ would love and five they would hate. Mm-hmm. It's that I would love The Ring and hate The Uninvited. I like The Ring. I've never seen The Uninvited. It's that I would love A Quiet Place and hate Shutter Island. Uh, Quiet Place was okay, kind of disappointing. I like Shutter Island. I didn't mind it. Um, it's that I would love The Boy. The Boy was okay. It's oh, that I, I didn't would... see that one. 
yeah it, it's a doll movie it's perfectly but- fine uh hate mother i have no desire to see mother so really yeah. oh i i, no, I, I it got no a lot of hate see mother it was uh, a little it says i would love midsummer and it's right because um uh the wicker man is a great movie i love the wicker man so they're right there it said i would hate hereditary and i didn't hate hereditary i thought hereditary was a good movie and it's got tony colette and her and i are betrothed so it's fine yeah, but you were very uninspired yeah i wasn't by hereditary by it. I right uh, it says that I would love Friday the 13th and hate us. And that's not true because I really, really liked us. And you really lot. love And uh, I really like Friday the 13th. So yeah. I don't, um, you know, I'm not fully on board with, with what they're saying here, but did let, let's look up yours. So fun fact, if you do it with not, I uh, mine came up accidentally as um, the, the non-horror one. And the three of the movies that it told me i hate i really do hate yeah. biodome which i don't tell my husband because <laughs> it's so good it's so fucking stupid um actually yeah. it says i should hate clueless how dare you Hold on. um and uh it says i love the Truman show and i do i do love the Truman show. okay so i found you your horror oh, movies right, okay so it said that you <laughs> would love the shining the novel sure (laughs) (laughs) it said that you hate the mist yes i hate it really which is weird because i love all things stephen king okay you know why it gets me dude like it messes me up like i haven't seen it yet i'm actually going to be (gasps) watching it soon i wonder why i wonder why Ooh, i wonder why we'd be talking about the shining and mist Ooh. Ooh. uh it said that you would love a quiet place I did love A Quiet Place. And hate Jeepers Creepers. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> it said that you would love Get Out. Love Get Out. And you would hate Event Horizon. It disturbs me. Okay. It said that you would love the original House on Haunted Hill. I do. You would hate An American Werewolf in London. I don't. I love that movie. It said you would love the original The Haunting. I I've never seen the original I don't of know. The Haunting. I've only ever seen the Liam Neeson one. I think, yeah, me too. I think yeah. we'll have to put that on our list. And it said that you would hate Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, the one uh, with Paul Rudd. First of all, how dare they? <laughs> Paul Rudd is a national treasure. <laughs> he really is. But that movie is pretty bad. It's 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 not one of the better Halloween movies. Well, you, yeah, that's very true. Oh, speaking of the better Halloween movies, I just got the NECA season of The Witch 3-pack. And it is fucking dope. Um, I blame Mike from Toying Around for my new addiction to NECA figures. Oh yeah, NECA's fucking awesome. Oh god. Yeah, but I was so excited. But yeah, no, I love all things Halloween. I'll watch even the crappy Halloween movies. Yeah, no, I will. That one's that one's good. So yeah, okay. So, so, there's so there's that. Any other fun you want to have? I do, I do. Ooh. I'm not done. I'm, oh, I'm excited. Not done. You are, yeah, this was this episode was your brainchild and it is your baby. And I'm excited for the journey we're gonna go on. So the next one is which horror movie cliche fits <laughs> your personality type? So for my INFJ. Oh, that's me. You are the creepy slash wise old guy. Oh, I'm totally the harbinger. This character is usually the one who has been through this mess before. They know what is coming and try desperately to warn everyone. They survived before and have to bear the scars that go along with it. They may be that outcast because they have a mysterious or somewhat creepy vibe to them (laughs) that makes (laughs) the others avoid them. In the end, though, They are the one in the group 
uh, they are the one that the group comes to for help or advice. This character may survive because of their knowledge, since they probably already came from the original movie. That'd be a little creepy. I get that. <laughs> I, I think in our circle, I'm not necessarily creepy, but I think in any other circle of the universe, I get Fair. No, I'll you know what it. though? I, I would ignore the creepy. You said it best. You're the harbinger because you are, you've got like the mom instinct. So you'd be the first one to tell me, you know, don't touch the pot. It's on the stove. You know, <laughs> don't put the fork in the outlet, Jackie, that will hurt you. So I, you know, you are the harbinger. You really are. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Okay. I'm curious to see yours. See, okay. So e you're the, S please tell me you're the slutty cheerleader who dies at the beginning. <laughs> e S F G. Oh no. <laughs> ESFJ, the hot girlfriend. <laughs> yes, I knew it. This character is probably dating the jock or a more normal <laughs> character. They are somewhat smarter than the dumb blonde and usually have a sarcastic and bitchy attitude. They are the character put in place for eye candy, just in case the storyline becomes too boring. They are most likely to die right after their boyfriend, probably after the couple have sex which is why any horror expert knows you get killed every time. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the slutty one. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not entirely wrong about your penchant for maybe, you know, being, yeah, that's a crappy, <laughs> a crappy end to be built. I thought the worst was going to be the witch horror movie villain or you based on your but i guess not huh uh, yeah i have that one next too you ready yes, for that one i'm ready hit me okay yeah so which which movie villain i are think you? i i i think i have it up too okay this is a guff.com no this mine's from screen red oh okay all right we'll so let's do yours and then all right let's okay. start with yours so mine is which movie villain now i guess not specifically horror movie but they're just saying which movie villain are you based on your myers-briggs infj you are leatherface <laughs> artistic and creative you love to be around people. You follow your own external system of values and you answer to no one. You love being creative and artistic so much that you enjoy making masks out of others' faces, <laughs> which is only fun for you. <laughs> it's true. I enjoy a lot of things in life that are only fun for me. Like I've often been told that my teaching style is such that I make jokes that are only for myself. <laughs> and for me, ESFJ? Mm-hmm. The Joker. You are a fun-loving kind of guy, always reading wow. the room and getting maximum laughs out of your audience. Whether cracking a joke about poisonous gas leaking from the ventilators or lying to your best friend about the death of all their partners, <laughs> all is fun in games when you're joking around. That's pretty funny. I like that one. I, 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 I can see it. I like this one that says, um, which bad uh, horror movie trope are you? And yours is, you're the person who screams everything. <laughs> and I'm the person who knows what's going on, but nobody believes me. <laughs> so I will say that if anybody at this point is thinking, oh, I kind of want to know what my Myers-Briggs personality is, I would highly recommend it. And most of the online tests are actually really legit. Yeah, I you know I'm we're gonna link um, the one that I took that had the most information. I'll link that in the episode notes, and also all of these articles that we're talking about, the witch horror movie this and witch horror movie that. We're gonna link all of these in the show notes, so you guys can take your test and have fun and see what kind of trope or movie you should watch or villain you are. You know which Harry Potter character you are, and it's so true. 
Which one? Guess. Oh, there's so many Harry Potter characters. That's not even fair. Ron Weasley. It is hey. true. You are Ron I'm, Weasley. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely Ron a, I'm a Weasley. Yeah. Actually, Mine I have sucks. to say, who are you? Fleur de la Fleur de la Cour, whatever her name is. <laughs> Fleur de la Fleur. Yeah, she, <laughs> she sucks. Yeah, no, I can be, I can, I can see me being a Weasley. Uh, the Weasleys have always been my, my, my favorite character in the whole Harry Potter universe have always been the Weasley twins. <gasps> no, is there a surprise there at all now? No. Um, you know who my favorite is? Who's your favorite? Luna Lovegood. Oh, she kooky. Yeah, that's why I, I like her. her. I love I her. her. But yeah, no, this was fun. And and I, I like the idea that we took a little break from just talking movies. I'd like to kind yeah. of mix it up more often. Um, reading anything good these days? I actually just started Dense Macabre again because I'm something tells me Stephen King's going to be in my future. Reading? Um, I finished the book that you got me for Christmas. How was it? Just um, fun? It was, it was, it was so much fun. It literally is just kind of a, it's a collection of cursed objects, basically. And the way that they break it down, I love how the author breaks it down into categories of like, you know, cursed gemstones and it's like cursed shit you'd find in your attic when it's like the cursed oh. chairs or the cursed dolls or <laughs> things like that there are cursed you know places and it's cool the way that they break it down and everything gets you know a couple pages of some anecdotes and facts about it and it, it's a really it was a really really fun book it was a really really fun read um i actually am currently yay excuse me um uh so the drive to and from work i have a, a little bit of a lengthy commute so audiobooks always in the car and right now i'm listening to the audiobook of queen's gambit because i watched it on netflix and really enjoyed it and i am reading i made a promise to myself that i wasn't going to read like a bunch of books at once but um i had some christmas money and chad introduced me to a website that is like a used bookstore kind of like hub uh -huh. and you can find a bunch of books on there and for those of you that may not know, I am an avid collector of original R.L. Stein Fear Street books. So I maybe took some Christmas money and maybe did a little shopping for myself. So I finally got all <clears throat> 21 books that I ordered. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. To be fair, they're all almost like market price from 1992. Like they, these are inexpensive books. Like the, I didn't really spend a ton of money. Like books are like three fifty or four dollars so it's like i'll get a bunch of them and I, yeah. I am i'm gonna collect i want to complete the collection of all of the original run of rl stein fear street so that's really cool I and I, what i want to do is i want to read through the whole series because though like not every story depends on the other story there are some characters and places that are just like interwoven through the whole thing i'm totally reliving like middle school with this whole like young adult book series but that's been so much fun to That's relive awesome. some of these. And I love that like some of the ones you got or some of the ones that I got from this website, um, like they tell you like, this is a used book. This one came from a library, which meant that there might be like some stickers on it or something. And one of the books I got actually has like the little card catalog like slip in it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm like, that's badass. And one of them is hardcover. And I remember that there were R.L. Stein Fear Street hardcover books in libraries and school systems so i was stoked to get a hardcover one that's really neat yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm i'm currently do i, yeah, so do, I uh, do i sense a new uh, uh possible uh march madness for next year badass <laughs> right would we would have to do that we would have to start like tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> well 
But you, although to be fair, you can kind of get through a fear street. If you've got like, like a free one evening, sitting, yeah, yeah. you're going to get through it real quick. So it might not be that hard, but, but no, it's been, it's been so much fun. A quick shout out to our friends over at Night Shift Video. We were on their podcast a little while ago, um, but there is another podcast under their umbrella called A Stroll Down Fear Street, um, where uh, Hannah and Meg literally go book by book in the Fear Street series. You know, they read it, they talk about it, and it's a really, really enjoyable uh, podcast. And I've listened to several episodes because like I said, big, big fan of Fear Street. But now that I'm like getting the full collection, like I'm totally going to go back and start, you know, reading book one, listening to the episode on it, reading book two, listening to the episode. So we'll also link that in our show notes. So if you have any interest of the good old days of R.L. Stein books, you got to check them out and also check out Night Shift Video, uh, James and his whole crew over there. I put on a great show all the time. So absolutely we'll link all that below. Yeah, definitely. And if you're sitting around thinking, you know, I have this amazing idea for a podcast. I just don't know how to get started. Please consider reaching out to us at Three Crones Productions. We are so excited to be slowly unveiling some new podcasts and our new little network over there. And we are basically just trying to help people out and let, uh, let people find a, a you know, a way to do what they love. And I'm super excited to be hopefully uh, unveiling a few new podcasts in the very, very, very near future. Yeah, like I said, I'm reading Dance Macabre because I really want to kind of read more books about writing as I try to like, you know, bulk up. I just finished um, the George Romero book, The Last of the Living Dead book that he wrote, um, which I enjoyed only because I felt like it was very a, a very Romero book. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very fixated on like our, all the issues that we're dealing with in modern times, although it was surreal to read it during a pandemic. Took me a while to get through though, if I'm being totally honest. Like I, yeah. I think I've been reading that one for since like before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I'm also, I'm, I don't know what, what spawned this, but I've been re- in like getting back into my serial killer uh love affair thing so i watched the night stalker on netflix which i thought was a really good documentary um and it, i liked it because it was all about the perspective of the police and the victims it wasn't about ramirez himself like i i liked that oh, they okay. yeah yeah so i highly recommend that one and, and like i said he's one that i've always been kind of weirded out by so um mm -hmm. and i'm re-watching criminal minds because i promised my students i would um and uh i'm also watching you're the worst because of uh aya cash and our my love for her after our, our last episode yeah um but yeah that's all i'm i'm doing i'm putzing around you know you know how yeah. i do Nothing, yeah i definitely you know i definitely dip my toe more and more into all the true crime series that are on netflix yeah I there's a lot of good ones i can't help it there are there's so many good ones i watched um evil genius i finally watched making a murderer like after you know it's already been out for years and years and years and i finally watched that yeah i, I don't even that. like remember that one yeah, I and right now I'm currently watching uh, The Innocent Man, I think it's called. Oh, I don't know, just really any any true crime documentary, true crime podcast. Like I just I eat that shit up. Oh, so now that we got HBO back, there's supposed to be a really good one on there about it's like uh, in the light. Some based on a book. It's like oh, what the heck is it called? Hold on, it's gonna. Let me... I know there's one about something about maybe we're thinking of the same one. Cause like here there's, there's one that's on HBO right now that keeps getting advertised on a bunch of my podcasts about uh, a guy is it I'll be gone in the dark. 
No, it's not that one. The murder. Oh, the beach murder or whatever. Yeah, right? that one where the yeah. guy's mom is murdered and he's. It's bonkers. Is it? I start- yeah, I heard like in the advertisement, it's like he kind of basically has to like call out family members. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, you know what? This one is actually about um the uh, Golden State Killer. It's I'll Be Gone uh, in the Dark. Okay. It's based on the book. Yeah. Um, And and it, it seems really it like it's gotten unbelievably good reviews. There's a podcast uh from the, you know, based on it. And I, I need to delve into the Golden State Killer because I don't know that that case that well. Is the podcast uh The Man in the window uh i don't know okay because i'm pretty sure there's uh from the wondry network there's a podcast called i think it's called the man in the window and that is uh i'm pretty sure that's the one that's about the golden state killer i've listened to and is very very good um the other the other show that i think i'm gonna have to start listening to is uh there is apparently on the exactly right network a uh law and order svu podcast and i might have yes. to because i love me some svu who doesn't i'm uh, sorry who doesn't if you don't like law and order svu i will tell you right now unequivocally get the fuck out like, if you don't like it you can't hang with us because yeah, SVU, like I would- <laughs> Chris, what is his name christopher maloney christopher maloney yeah. whatever his name i can't uh, olivia benson dude she's come on my gangster fan yeah marishka hargitay like i That's love really svu funny. and then fucking ice tea comes in and he's no nonsense but he's got a heart like oh svu is so fucking good yeah. i have not i'll tell you getting not having cable i miss those random flipping through the channels and it's and on and then like losing my whole sunday because svu <laughs> marathon is on like fucking usa i miss cable for that reason oh man i know i i definitely will always like it's funny too because now that i've the, the kids around i tend i i don't click on svu for obvious reasons but i'm always like man i would watch that right now if nobody else was in this house so yeah so that's it that's that's what i've been doing um anything else homie no i think i think that about wraps it up for this episode yay um so we hope you guys enjoyed again everything in the show notes that we've talked about today will be linked the test all the different articles uh please take the test have fun with the articles and comment below on your results let's get the conversation started let's see who among our friends is 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 an infp and an E-M-L-N-N-O-P and yeah. all those different little letters. <laughs> and A-B-B-A. But let's see Absolutely. what you guys are. Uh, so give us a comment below. And if you have any interest of where you're going to find us, you're going to go to jerseyghouls.com. That's right. Easy peasy. You're going to find us on any podcast app and social media just by searching Jersey Ghouls episodes every other Sunday. Head over to iTunes. Give us five stars. We would greatly appreciate that. We love you so much. And we will see you guys next time. listening to the Geekscape Network.